it's all about your habits and your disciplines with your money. You said it best. You, if you can't manage a thousand dollars, you can't manage a million dollars. I was watching their journeys and I was listening to what they were telling me and we were having conversations and I found that there was a real lack of financial literacy. Their guys didn't know how to open a credit card. We're talking, they didn't understand how a bank account debits and credits worked, which if you've never been taught something, how are you expected to know what it is? another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman, and you figure this out by now. Every week, you know I get jacked up to have the opportunity to meet with celebrities, athletes, entertainers, entrepreneurs. You've also probably figured out I have amazing relationships with the individuals that we bring on the show. And the reason being is that life for me is about relationships. And so today's episode with Hillary Seiler, it's all about the amazing relationship she and I established in doing work for the Miami Dolphins a handful of years ago, and how that has now continued over the years, and it continues to get stronger. We're actually now doing some work together through BNC Speakers and through our coaching platform, as she has continued to grow, fueled by her burn. Now, before I turn it over to Hillary, here's one thing I want to mention. She absolutely gets after it, whether it's her workouts, whether it's her work with players in the NFL, the NHL, the NCAA, you will see that she attacks everything in life as well as being a high performer in the financial world. And so what you're going to find today is there is a fuel, there is a burn very similar to mine that causes her to show up every single day to be her best. It's what's caused her to move out of her natural environment in the financial services umbrella to now serving with financial education through financial footwork. And so you better be ready, get your seatbelt on because Hillary is going to deliver. This will be a powerful conversation. Hillary, I am so excited to have you on The Burn. I know we've talked about doing this for a while and finally we have done it. So welcome to The Burn. Thank you, we're here, I'm excited. So I, I wanna start with something that I, I find to be really, really, uh, powerful for me when I hear your story. I'm going to start in a place that maybe you wouldn't expect me to start. Going back to Oregon State Mm -hmm. and your work really as a financial educator started at Oregon State. And there's a quote that I once heard uh, from a preacher down in Dallas, Texas one time. And he said, doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs. I want to take you back to Oregon State the opportunity to educate football players, right? And here we speed forward and you have a third of the NFL teams that you are responsible for financial literacy in their organizations. So you certainly doubted your doubts and you believed your beliefs back at Oregon State. So for those that are listening, who have been waiting on the sidelines, trying to figure out what their next move is, maybe they're doubting themselves. Take us back to Oregon State. And did you know you were planting seeds for what you're doing today. Oh my gosh, no, I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. I was that bright-eyed college student who was just out there doing her thing. Um, I had a lot of struggles when I was in college. Um, I had a lot of doubts in college. My uh, mom, as you know, was very, very sick when I was in school. And I had a similar 
battle that you had where I lost my mom at a young age, nowhere near as young as you were. Um, but I was in college. My mom was my rock and man, I, I had no idea that just helping out the football team would lead me 15 years later, looking down the road where I am today, which is crazy working with a third of the NFL, um, to me, that's still mind blowing. I say it and I'm like, am I really doing that? And I think, <laughs> right. You, you doubt a little, even when you say Absolutely. it, I, I hear people say, it, you say, it, I'm like, wow, am I really doing that? Are you sure? Let me go check. Uh, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, my own belief in what I'm capable of. I never thought I would be working with the NFL. I always knew I was an athlete and I loved helping athletes and every single step that I took towards becoming a financial educator was simply to help people. It wasn't to target, oh, I'm going to go work with the most elite athletes in the world. They just happened to be my clients. And there were a lot of things that fell into place to make that happen. But all of those things were intentional pieces of work that I put in so that I could land where I am today. So let, let's now talk about, so Oregon State and then you and I meet, it was actually a cohort yeah. through Athlete Transition University with Caleb Thornhill from the Dolphins, working with former Dolphin players. And that was really, I mean, when, when we really think back, that was almost like your tryout, right? Was it not? So here, you have your opportunity, like, you know, Caleb literally puts you in the live fire. We got to give a shout out to Caleb. We love Caleb. You know, both of us, you know, me being a Michigan State Spartan dog, as he would like to say, because he played at Michigan State. Yep. Right? We, had that, we had that connection, but then you had your connection coming into the organization. We both, because of his belief in providing everything that players need when they're playing and after the game is so important to him. And so take us back to you're put in the fire, back to doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs. So from Oregon State to that opportunity, Tell us what that was like for you, knowing the belief you had in the financial li literacy that you could deliver. Oh, yeah. So take it back to Oregon State. I was always good with money. I understood it. So I was helping players understand their money. And when my friends got drafted to the NFL, uh, there were quite a few of them, actually, the year that I graduated from Oregon State. I was watching their journeys and I was listening to what they were telling me and we were having conversations. And I found that there was a real lack of financial literacy. Their guys didn't know how to open a credit card. We're talking, they didn't understand how a bank account debits and credits worked, which if you've never been taught something, how are you expected to know what it is? So I believed that I could teach it innately. It just was something natural to me. It was my passion. So I went, okay, I'm going to do something with this. Fast forward that six years. And I started developing financial literacy programs for private sector companies. And I was speaking with um, government officials about um, how to teach people about money that were coming out of prison systems. So I actually put together a program for Project Clean Slate Oregon, where I was helping people coming out of prison readjust and acclimate to life after being behind bars. Um, so there were a lot of things that I was doing that I was passionate about. And then I got a call from a former NFLer um, who said, you know, you've got to meet this guy. He's pretty amazing. And I said, okay, so tell me about this guy. I said, well, his name's Caleb Thornhill. And I was like, cool, who's Caleb Thornhill? <laughs> and that was the moment, that was my turning point um, in the NFL. Uh, Caleb calls me up, we have about an hour long conversation and I got off the phone and I was so energized. 
I could not believe that this guy existed. I was like, this guy cares. He, he genuinely cares about every person he's working with. Now, mind you, when I met Caleb, I did not know he worked for the Dolphins. I thought he just ran the Athlete Transitions University. So we were talking back and forth. He asked me if I could bring my program down and work with a few of his retired players. I said, sure, absolutely. And I'm panicking because I'm going, oh my God, I've never done anything like this. So I booked my flight, um, get down to Fort Lauderdale, got off the plane, walked out of the doors of the airport, walked right back inside the airport. I was like, I can't do this. It's too hot here. I'm going to die. <laughs> it was June or no, it was April. And it was a hundred degrees. I was like, look, I am from Oregon. We get hundred degree weather twice a year. And so I'm like, okay, pull it together. Cause I was already so nervous. And, um, we meet you and I met that morning and, uh, he basically said, teach them what you think they need to know coming out of the NFL. And I already knew innately what I wanted them to know, but I also needed to learn where they were at and what those particular players needed to know. And so Caleb gave me the opportunity to explore how I wanted to teach financial education to these guys with the fundamentals I already had laid out. And after that, um, after that visit, he called me and said, well, I'd, I'd like to hire you for the dolphins. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean for the dolphins? Cause I didn't Google him. I didn't want to know anything about him until I met him in person. And he hired me for the dolphins that year. Um, following that we brought on the Cleveland Browns then the LA Rams and then, um, the green Bay Packers and the Colts and everybody else followed after that. Um, it was a mind blowing fast paced experience. And I still learn every time I walk into a facility, there is not a single time I leave a facility without some nugget of knowledge that I can then take and turn around and help guys with in the future. So from 18 to now 34, I've literally been on this journey of learning and it's not stopped and it continues to fuel me and my passion. And I, and I just love teaching finance. I know I'm a nerd. It is what it is. Well, and I know that that's, that's really turned into a full-blown company and financial footwork and, you know, books that you've written and educational materials. And so it brings up an interesting question because I think a lot of people watching right now are probably saying to themselves or listening, they're saying, well, I, I don't have a multi-million dollar contract from the NFL. That's not where I am financially. And I've heard many videos of yours and you always do an incredible job of speaking to everybody. And I think there was one video recently where you talked about whether somebody has millions of dollars to invest or a thousand dollars to invest. Oftentimes the disciplines and the belief systems are the same. So can you speak to that? Because we do have entrepreneurs who are making millions, but then we also have individuals who are just getting started. So what are some of those disciplines that are important to you from an educational standpoint for a financial foundation? It's all about your habits and your disciplines with your money. You said it best. You, if you can't manage a thousand dollars, you can't manage a million dollars. Money is an emotional sport. You are playing a game every single day and then it's a mental game in your own head. Money is all about how you feel in that moment. I'm sure you could tell me a few times where you've been really excited and spent a little too much money, or you've been a little sad and spent too much money. It's all about how you discipline your money game. And are you sticking every day to your plan? I, I tell everyone I work with this, and, and get, don't get me wrong, I work with guys that make millions of dollars, but I've seen first round draft picks blow all their money and guys that are on P-Squad making 160,000 a year retire with six houses and a retirement fund. So they're making less, but they end up with more. And it's all habits. It's all 
what are you doing with your money every day? And it starts with your budget. It always starts with your budget. That's your playbook. That's your game plan. That's your X's and O's for your money. And if you're using your playbook and telling your money strategically where you want it to go, and then actually executing that, you've built strong habits and you can actually win with your money game. And a lot of people do not have the discipline to sit down and physically do their budget and then follow it. And I believe the last stat I saw was about 70% of Americans don't have a budget. So they have no idea where the money's actually going. So if you don't know where your money's going and you're not building the right habits with your money, how are you going to be successful? Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or somebody who's made it in life, if you don't know the X's and O's and you don't know where the money's strategically going, you're not building wealth. And I think that's where everybody gets a little lost. Nobody teaches the fundamentals. And that's what we did. That's why I created financial footwork. I wanted fundamentals to be easy and I wanted to give people a playbook. So we did that. We created a 12 week workout program for your money that establishes those disciplined habits, teaches you how to budget, and then shows you how to make adjustments as life happens. I think one of the beautiful things about your program, it really, even if it's not one-on-one conversations, it's somebody, you know, going through your programs with what you offer. I would encourage everybody to go to at financial footwork. I think a lot of times, you know, it can be embarrassing or you're upset. How did I get to this point where I'm at financially? And, you know, many people forget I was an advisor for over 10 years and, you know, the trusted advisor relationship is very powerful because that's where there's a lot of courage on both sides, courage to ask the right questions, but courage to be transparent with maybe the things that you haven't done. And so it's very rare that the financial literacy programs are taught without somebody selling a product. (laughs) And, you know, that's what I think makes you so unique, Hillary. It's this passion and this fire to do this. And you're not selling anybody mutual funds. You're not selling stocks. You're not selling anybody insurance policy. You're helping them create the peace of mind to understand how to play that financial game, which I think is powerful. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a turn to, to wrap things up for us and, and really go deep with you. Uh, I don't know who sleeps less, you or me. I think we uh, get up at, at different times, but neither of us has uh, a requirement of much sleep in our lives, which I don't recommend to anybody. <laughs> We are both very, very high energy. Uh, We both really do have some fuel tanks that last and we're able to give a lot of ourselves. And we do have that uniqueness of sharing our story um, in terms of our mothers. So if I could, um, because I think it's one thing to talk about, you know, individuals financial game, but I want to tie it back to individuals remembering it's their burn that when you connect to it every day, It causes you to light that why and purpose on fire and then take the necessary action to be your best. So for you to give as much as you do to all these NFL teams, the corporations, to everybody that you serve, how important has your burn been for you in terms of your everyday drive? It's everything. I have to connect to my burn every day to be able to give all that I do give to the people I work with. And my burn, similar to you, is actually the person that was left behind when my mom died. It's my father. So when my mom passed, I was 26. And what fueled my burn was watching the struggle that my parents went through as a married couple um, and watching my mom was no longer in pain. She, She had left us. She was in peace. And that actually, for me, was a very comforting feeling. But what the hardest part was, was watching my dad and watching what he had to go through. And 
all of the financial loss that he had on top of losing the love of his life. And so what fueled me at 26 to flip my life, because I really didn't flip it until my mom died, what, and I really tapped into who I was as a person. And it took that life altering experience to really get me to start thinking past what I'm doing tomorrow. And what am I contributing to society? I really had to think about it. And what fuels me every day is I want to see my dad happy and I want to see him retire. And the way that I am going to do that is by being my best self and providing every piece I possibly can that he's given me as a person to everyone else in the world so that I can bring enough back to feed my family and make sure he retires comfortably and still fulfill all my passions. So my burn is my father. And that literally, it sparked every morning. I talked to him probably five times a day. I'm sure he gets annoyed with me because I, <laughs> I call him constantly. We have routines when I travel. Um, and it's one of those things that every morning I wake up, it's the first thing I think about when I go to sleep at night and reflect on my day and what I've accomplished that day. He's one of the things I always give thanks for. And it's because of my mom's relationship with him that I think I'm so close to my father now. And she is the burn, but he is what's been left for me to really be passionate about and to carry on the legacy that those two have left me with. Because when you watch a married couple for 32 years, go through thick and thin and a horrible illness and my father never wavered, my mother never wavered, the medical bills stacked up. I mean, it, it could cause anyone to break as, as a marriage and a relationship. And these two just got tighter and tighter as it went. And uh, that for me is inspiring. So that drives and fuels my passion. And I do not have my mom anymore. She's in me. I carry her with me and my tattoos on my back. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things that that will always fuel me, whether or not my father is alive, because I know that I will hopefully outlive him. That's the goal, right? Um, but he will always be that reason that I carry that burn because of how he treated my mother and all of the lessons he's taught me along the way. So if we could, uh, I'm just going to put it out there because it's something that I do admire about how you connect with your father. There's just a high level of intention in your relationship. And oftentimes in our coaching work, we talk about building an environment, right? Building an environment where you stay connected. You can be aware. You can be intentional. You keep that burn in front of you. And you just uh, lightly mentioned it, but I want to go back to it because it's so powerful. When you travel, tell us about your connection with your dad because it's so meaningful to you. Yeah, so we have a funny little routine when I travel. Okay, look, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, like I said, I'm 34 years old, but I'm still my dad's little girl. And growing up, I wasn't daddy's little girl. My mom and I were thick as thieves. My dad and I were just kind of, hey, what's up? Uh, it wasn't until my mom got sick that we became really close. And as time had gone on and I started traveling, one of the things that was hard for me was I was actually in Hawaii when my mom went into a coma before she passed. I never actually saw my mom before she passed. And um, because I had been away and I was traveling, that was really difficult for me when I started traveling for the NFL. And so I started this little routine totally by coincidence and accident. I would text my dad when I got to my terminal. I'd text him, hey, I'm at the gate. And then I'd board the plane. All right, I'm boarded. And then right before the plane takes off, I would just say, love you, I'll text you when I land. 
And he'd always respond with some silly like gif or, or meme or something or just a heart or whatever. And then I would be landing wherever I get to and I would text him again. Hey, I'm landed. Great. Call me when you get to the hotel. So as soon as I get to the hotel, I check in, I FaceTime. <clears throat> and from there, um, usually it's, hey, you know, I'm going to go grab dinner or it's 11 o'clock at night here. I'm going to crash. I'll call you in the morning. And I have repeated that routine since 2017. Mm. And I do it every time I take off, every time I land and every time I get to wherever I'm going. And it's not that he has to hold me accountable by any means. It's, it's that safety blanket that I feel when I'm connected to him, even though I'm 3000 miles away and he's, he's that reigning force for me. So that's our, that's our little routine. And when people travel with me, they notice it and they always get a good chuckle. Um, so my best friend, when she travels with me quite a lot for work, she always grabs my phone and FaceTimes my dad before I do. <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's talking to Whitney and, and they're, they're chuckling yeah. it up. And, uh, now it's become this thing that people know about and, and ask me about, because, um, if I, I haven't missed it to date, it doesn't matter what time it is. I'm always texting him. So that's, that's our little routine. Well, you, you mentioned the word and it's, you said the security blanket, but I was thinking really comfort, <clears throat> you know, and I think a lot of times people struggle with, well, is a burn really that important? Do I really need to connect to it that often? Does it really need to be like in the forefront of my mind? And, you know, it's a comfort thing. It's not, it's not comfort, meaning I'm complacent. It's comfort, meaning when I know I have the support, the love, the intentionality of my connection to my burn, I can attack life like I never thought possible. And I would say that that safety blanket for you is actually what gives you the ability to attack life the way that you do. And I, I think it's a very powerful attack. I think what you're doing uh, is so significant and you're only scratching the surface. You know, one of the things that I think is unique is, you know, over time, as we've grown, we've built a team of coaches, we've built a team of speakers. It's a blessing to now have you part of that team but you also, because of how busy you are, you're building a team. So if, if we could just finish with the importance of the power of teams, I think a lot of times people see what you do, people see what I do, and they think that it's just us. Yet the reality is it takes a significant team to really help us serve at the level that we do. So we've hammered financial literacy. You guys have got to go check out at Financial Footwork. So I know she likes to go by Coach Hill. So Coach Hill, I know, is going to deliver for you. Hillary is amazing. We talked about the importance of her burn and intentionality. But Hillary, if you could bring us home and uh, help us better understand how important teamwork has been for you in serving all the people that you do. It's everything in what I do. And my team isn't just one or two people. My team is the people that I've brought on for my company, but also the mentors that I always constantly seek education from. You being one of them, you already know this. Um, you are someone that I have followed and I draw inspiration from every single day because I think we need different perspectives in order to grow. I'm a big proponent of constantly learning. And part of team building is having being the dumbest person in the room. I like to be the stupidest person on my team because that means I can learn from every other person that I am around. Now, not saying that I'm stupid or anyone is stupid, but it's nice to have people that have the strengths that you don't teaching you things to improve yourself. So the team that I've built around me for financial footwork are some of the greatest minds, in my opinion, 
that can help me deliver financial literacy to everyone. So it's tangible and attainable at any stage of life. And then with the uh, financial education for professional athletes, I've brought in people that have either lived that lifestyle, have actually worked in the NFL, or have 20 plus years of business experience and can actually speak to what these guys are going through and some of the things that they can actually do to improve. So all of the people that I choose to surround myself with, and it is a choice, I want to hammer that home, it is a choice, and it's a conscious choice every day, are people that I truly believe enhance my life and help enhance the lives of everyone that works for my companies and everybody that we serve. Hillary, you are just energy. It, it is fire. It is the burn uh, all the way to its core and what I believe in. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you coming on the burn. And I encourage everybody to stay connected. You know, I mentioned that she was going to bring it. And you can see capacity is something that Hillary believes in. And you all have great capacity. And so whether it's financial education, whether it's thinking big, you are such a powerful example of what it means to get after it with every single minute of every single day. And so I look forward to continuing to have an impact together. Uh, I encourage everybody to share this episode of The Burn. You know, all the episodes, there's something that'll make a difference. In this episode, there was a lot that will make a difference. So share this with one person one person that maybe hasn't addressed some of the things they need to in their life from their burn to the power of team to their financial literacy and make sure that you go follow Hillary as well as at financial footwork so that you can start to attack the game of your financial future on your next level. Hillary, thank you so much uh, for your friendship and the ability to partner with you to serve so many and really appreciate you coming on the burn. Thank you so much. I loved being here. This episode of The Burn Podcast is powered by BenNewmanCoaching.com your number one source for increasing consistency in your life and building the mental toughness habits required to live the life of your dreams. From self-paced courses to live coaching with Ben and everything in between, head over to bennewmancoaching.com and join the thousands of members working to unlock their peak performance every day.